What's up, men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. There you go again, stretching my name out. Just it's... emphasizing other syllables. Allen. Yeah. Lynn. Allen. Allen. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. All right. I'm good. You got a little spunk in your what's up. Like, you're ready to get after it or something. Well, it was take two. That's, so, I mean, you didn't have to go there, but I guess... I it, mean, I thought I would just come come with it this time. What was so wrong I, with take one? Was I You were fidgeting? messing with your microphone, <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> which, now all the guys heard that, and they they're did. like, oh! Turn us off. We don't no. like that. <laughs> um, yeah, what's what's new with you guys? Uh, we're getting settled. We got boxes still in the house, so they're not paying boxes. rent, and I need to get those boxes out. And, but and they're I, toys for your kids. You know what? It's, I'm at that point now where I'm really tempted just to throw away all the remaining boxes because I don't know what's in there, and it's like if I didn't know, if I don't know what's leaving, then it, it shouldn't just bother me as much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then there's always that you know that that shirt that I wore my senior year of high school that I still try to figure out. Like, man, man I might wear this one day. It's Let's just hold it off. Let's put it in this box, and I'll figure out what to do with it in another week. And then four years later, it's still there. You just uh, move it again. I just move it again. So. We all have those boxes. Yeah. Boxes that you just move from garage to garage or attic to attic or closet to closet. Yeah. I'm going to put this out there. She's not going to like it, but uh, my wife, she has a box, and I love her mother, but her mother likes to like cherish things um, that her kids had growing up. And she has a box, no no kidding, of her baby teeth. What? In the Ziploc bag, and it still has a little little of the, the blood, and I'm trying to get rid of it, and I don't know. I, I haven't seen them, so maybe they're gone. But, yeah, it, it's baby teeth, hers, that are in a Ziploc bag, and it's... <laughs> it's the, yeah, I, I know. It, it, it's like, okay. Uh, but, and yeah. your wife possesses them. Like this is not your your mother in law has your wife's baby teeth. Like your wife she, is holding on to her own baby. No, teeth? No, no, no. Well, it's in a box with a lot of other stuff, like drawings from first grade, and you know, report cards from second, third, fourth, fifth grade. And uh, her parents were cleaning out their garage, and then they gave it to us. And one day we went through, and it's like, oh, those are teeth. Oh, oh, you made a a B in first grade. Great. Why 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 did we hold on to that? But okay. for better or worse, man. But now it's something that our kids just look at and they, it's, it's quite funny. But yes, yeah, it's like boxes worse. like that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, I, I know, right? Yikes. So, well, maybe if you got rid of some of that stuff, you'd have room for other things in your life, like uh, having people over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Opening up your home. Being a little hospitable. Being and, hospitable, which, yeah. speaking of which, that's what we're here to talk about Man, today. You, that was smooth. Dude. I, yeah, you. Did you, you like that? You worked on that one, and but you got it there. We got it there. You, you, you yeah, got we're it. talking about hospitality. We are. Yeah. We are, and it's a great thing. Which seems like that's the realm of the women in our lives. I mean, often it's relegated to like, oh, hospitality, homemaking, right? Like that's the ladies' job, and there goes all of our female listeners <laughs> just like that. Which that's okay. It's quality manhood, right? Between the static noise and just saying that that's their job, man, well, we're just dropping like flies. Hang in I, there, hang in there. We're gonna bring it back. But honestly, but honestly, right? And uh, man, this is increasingly so. The biblical view of what men men's roles are and women's roles are is going by the wayside. Right. And we live in a culture where to champion biblical manhood and biblical womanhood. 
our, our culture is going to look at and say, at best, it's misogynistic. But the reality is this is God's design for uh, those that he's created. And there's no less value in the fact that my wife does an amazing job of caring for my home and taking care of my kids, and she really truly does, uh, there's no less value in that than what I do when I'm here, you know, meeting about whether or not we're going to have a dunk tank at the men's conference, right? Like, and we are, by the way. Um, It's not an inferiority. It's a difference in roles. And yes, hospitality so often does have to do with uh, the, the women because the women are... The, the home is is their domain in so many ways as far as making it a place that's warm and welcoming and uh, where where people want to be and where people feel comfortable. But all that to say, to be a man who is a man of hospitality, a hospitable man, mm-hmm. is, as we've been talking about in this list of attributes, an attribute of a, a godly man, an, an attribute of a, a leader of God's church, and certainly should be an attribute men that you are striving after as well. So Kellen, when we talk about being a hospitable man, what are we talking about in that context? Yeah, I think just to simplify the term is like we think hospitable and it's like automatically you open up your, it has to be opening up your house, but it, it's more than just that. And it, we need to think about it as just overall just being welcoming and being friendly. And yeah, that might mean opening up your house, but that could be as simple as just engaging with someone that you haven't met before. Just uh, being willing to say, you know what, I'm going to get to know this person, even though I don't know what I have in common with that person. It's like, you know, if you have a uh, a brother in Christ, getting to know them more. If you have a non-Christian, our goal is to be a witness. Our goal is to go, therefore, and make disciples. And the only way we can make disciples is getting out there amongst those that are not Christians with the goal of evangelizing to see them converted. And so uh, being hospitable, it's going to require us to work and it's going to require us to be uncomfortable because it's getting around people that, you know, normally we wouldn't be around. And so that that takes a lot of courage uh, to do that. Uh, And it takes a lot of effort. Um, As we, we talked about before, it's like we have to go out of our way. And I think one thing just to mention that as we were talking about our wives, uh, too often men want to disconnect from that and say, hey, that's our wives' jobs and we have to you know, go to work and do those things. And as far as planning and scheduling, I'm, I don't want to be involved in that. But understanding as the leader of the home is you are responsible for that ultimately, right? And whether that comes to planning um, and even coordinating with your wife, like who are we going to invite over? How are we going to use the resources that God has given us uh, for his glory and share those with other people? the coordination and the uh, the ultimate planning needs to have the man involved in leading that to make sure that it's happening. And then as far as the execution and the roles of that, then that can, you know, you, you, you delegate that and figure out who's best responsible for that. But we need to start as men saying, how can we do that planning uh, with our wives? Right. And the concept, men, of being hospitable, um, one of the, the, the shades of meaning, if you will, uh, of the, the original term there is uh, a love of strangers. Philozenos mm. um, is the word in the Greek. There you go. You can take that and put it in your theological pipe and smoke it. Philozenos. Uh, um, and it's uh, it's a compound word there in the Greek. A love of phila and then xenos is the, the nations or strangers. Um, and so that's what it is to be hospitable. And it goes all the way back to the Old Testament, that, that God designed Israel to be a light among the nations, right. uh, that they were not to be this cloistered, holy huddle that was was withdrawing from everyone. No, they weren't supposed to intermingle with people, but they were to care for the foreigner. They were to care for the stranger, the exile, 
Um, as God said, for they themselves were once exiles. And so this concept of being hospitable and moving towards those that need our care and need our compassion um, is something that is is inherent in God's design for us from the very outset, even for for his people Israel. And it certainly then has carried over uh, now in the church age uh, where we as Christians are called to be uh, hospitable people as well, that we are also called. In fact, what does James say? True religion, pure religion is to care for the orphan and the widow, um, to, to be hospitable towards other people. Uh, and so that's that's what we're here to talk about. That's some of the things that we want to give you uh, some things to chew on and, uh, and to think about practically how to live this out. And so a, f- a few pointers that we want to give you, what do we have here, Kellen? We've got three or four that uh, that we've got for them today as far as what it looks like or what it should look like to be hospitable. Yeah. First one here is, man, and, and this one hits me between the eyes, um, as it probably does a, a majority of our guys out there, but greeting people. Yeah. Yeah. What do we mean there, Kellen, when we say to be hospitable, hospitable people, we should greet others? It's as simple as saying hi, right? Walking up to someone, hi. How are you? I haven't seen you here before. You know, my name is Kellen. You know, just having that that conversation with people of just greeting them, right? And we, it seems very simple, but in this day and age, it's becoming more and more uncommon for people to do one because we have our our head in our phones, or you know, we we, we don't want to be uncomfortable, so we kind of just put our heads down and, and keep it moving. Or you might even have AirPods in or. Uh, headphones, whatever you're doing. And so you're just completely disconnected. And it, it's almost, um, it catches you off guard if somebody's like, hey, how you doing? You're like, what's up? Like, why are you talking to me? Uh, and so we want to, especially as Christians, open up that door for conversation. Because again, even that alone, greeting someone, it probably is going to catch most people off guard because they're not used to it. I know we, um, with Compass Active, we'll go running and there's this one route that we run down in Dana Point. Um, and there's this the same gal, and it's almost like a joke now because she's there every time we run, and she has this scowl on her face, and she does not speak to anyone, but she's in her zone. She doesn't want to talk to anyone, and we go out of our way just say, "Hey, how you doing? How you?" Do-? And half the time she won't even look up. Uh, but it, it's that seems so like rude, but so many people do that. They may not have a scowl on their face, but you know, you're not trying to entertain. You just want to go in the store, get out or whatever you're doing and not speak to someone. So greeting someone is just a a big thing that we can open the door for much more conversation. Maybe she listens to this podcast. No, she doesn't have headphones unless she has some type of, uh, you know, AirPods that you can't even see. No, she's focused, but she's not listening to this. I don't think so. Well, next time when you run by, if she's smiling and waving at you guys, then you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll know. You heard us, right? Yeah. You yeah, heard scowl again. Yeah. But that's a pretty low bar yeah. to say, hey, you know, hospitality starts for some of the, of the guys out there with greeting people, saying hi. And, you know, at our church on the weekends, we go to our, go in and we have our worship service. And then afterwards, as we all file out, we all file out to this one kind of main central area on our campus um, where we've got these pop tents set up. There's coffee and cookies in the evening on Saturday night or on Sunday morning, there's donuts and coffee. But it's an area where people congregate. And the, the default for us is to, to walk out and to look around for somebody I recognize, somebody I know, somebody I'm comfortable with, and to go spend the, the morning or the evening talking with that person. Mm-hmm. Hospitality embraces the different mindset. Remember, it's a love of strangers. It's to look around and to say, okay, who do I not know? Mm-hmm. Who looks like they're out of place here? Who is by themselves? Who 
looks like they need somebody to, to talk to them or to encourage them or to, to pray with them right mm-hmm. now. That's the mindset of hospitality is, is greeting people. And that leads kind of this second point is not just greeting them, but then taking that next step of greeting and then engaging with them. Um, not just the, Hey, how are you? Good, good. Oh, I'm good too. All right. Well, see you next week. We'll have the same conversation. Right. Don't, don't be anything but good. Just because, be good. Cause we got to move on. Right. And it's like when you ask somebody, Hey, how are you doing? And they're like, yeah, not great. And you just stop down. You're like, that's not how this works. <laughs> Did you not get the memo this yeah, morning? You, I ask, you say good. I say good. And, and we, we move, move on, on with our lives. Cause everything's good. No, but, but sometimes we're not good. Right. And Sometimes the people that we talk to aren't good, and we need to be willing to, in our uh, our endeavor to be hospitable men to to push beyond the surface, as we've talked about in previous episodes. In fact, I think that's a, the title of one of our episodes from season one is getting beyond the surface right. or, and, and engage with people. So, Kellen, what are some things we should do to engage with others as we're striving to be hospitable? Asking intentional questions that's going to prompt more discussion than just good. How was your week? Um, it's something like, you know, tell me something I could be praying for or um, how are the kids or how are in the more you get to know people, then you can ask specific names um, of their wife, their kids, whatever that is. And so that just allows you to continue to have those open ended questions that's going to prompt discussion, uh, but not being satisfied with just good as an answer. And, you know, God places people within our church and um, even on out in our lives for a reason and for a purpose. And the more and more we can start asking questions to get to know them and not have our own agenda with those that discussion, then the more and more we sort of get get an opening to hopefully get to the gospel if they're not saved, but also encourage them if they are Christian. They might be going through a tough time. This is a time where you can say, hey, I'm going to pray for you and then follow up. Uh, but being able to engage uh, with other people is is a great thing. And I mean, we've had so many examples um, at our, our church, and I'm sure you've seen this uh, throughout uh, just the culture is, you know, you talk to someone, you engage with someone and they say, you know, that made my day. Or um, I came back to this church because somebody walked up to me and they had, they cared about me. They they wanted to know why I was there. They they wanted to know about my life a little bit. So just taking that extra time, you just never know how uh, God can use that or how he's ne- wanting to use that. And you could be that person that uh, can spark up that conversation and get people more closely connected with Christ just by, again, engaging, asking more questions, and getting past just a one-word good answer and then moving on. Right. And the, the flip side is true as well. I mean, there are, as unfortunately, um, probably just as many people who have not come back to a church because mm-hmm. they've looked around and seen everybody kind of siloed off in their little groups and nobody's talking with them and nobody's saying hi to them. And now it's a two-way street. Like right. if, if I'm a visitor to a new church, it's on me just as much as it is on the, those people to engage with the people that are there and talk with the people that are there. But if, if I'm looking around and, and everybody's kind of got their backs to me and, and the circles are formed and there's nowhere for me to break into a conversation, uh, man, I, I may not come back there. The preaching could be great. The worship could be great. It could be a biblical church other than that. But if I feel like, man, I, I'm not welcome here. I, there's no place for me here. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's being hospitable to me here. Uh, then they may not show back up. And and that's true also in your communities, right? In, right. in your, your neighborhoods. Um, you know, you may have a, a great relationship with your neighbor to your right, but the neighbor across the street may get under your skin a little bit. And maybe you and your neighbor to your right, you guys have cookouts together and hang out together and watch the Cowboys win together and, and all that. But then you've got your neighbor across the street in the Giants jersey that's like, hey, 
is there a place for me to to <laughs> hang out with you guys? And not with that jersey on. No, but not if with you that take jersey. Take that off. Yeah. We can, no. <laughs> no, but but the same thing holds true outside of the church context. Is all I'm right. driving out there is we've got to be conscious to make that effort to go after people. And so it's about greeting people. It's about engaging with other people. Um, which is a, a, a an effort and hard to do. And sometimes we don't because we say, well, I'm just shy. Right. I'm just a shy person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really at the root of that, man, is, is just a, a pridefulness mm-hmm. because we're worried about making ourselves vulnerable and what other people might think about us right. if we make ourselves vulnerable to say, hey, how are you doing? My name is PJ. I don't think I know you. Right. Um, and so to, if you're out there, man, and you're saying, hey, I'm just, uh, that's just not my personality. I'm, I'm an introvert or right. I'm shy. Yeah. Um, those are labels that we hide behind for the word uh, self-centered and prideful. Right. Um, and that may sting a little bit. And, man, it stings me just as much. So um, know that. And and let's say, okay, we need to repent from that and say, okay, I may not be the most extroverted person in the world still, but I'm going to at least make the effort to get out of my comfort zone, say hi to somebody this week at church and engage with them. Yeah. But how about the home? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the third area. So it's, it's greeting people, engaging with other people. And then the third one, and this is probably the one we think about most often with hospitality, and that is opening up our home Mm -hmm. to other people, um, which can be hard because again, some of you men, you work 40, 50, 60 hours a week and you're out there and your home is your, your fortress. It's your refuge. It's where you don't have to be on. It's where you don't have to be um, you know, counted on or anything else from your boss or coworkers or anything. You just get to be there with your family. And you kind of want to preserve that. Mm-hmm. But Kellen, why is it so important for us to open up our home to other people? Uh, the home gives us that opportunity to get in conversation and get deep into whatever the conversation is. And, and hopefully like where our, our goal there, especially if we have a non-Christian is eventually we want to get to church. We want to get to the gospel. Uh, but even if you have a Christian in your home, it's like getting to know them and understanding truly how you can be praying for them and how you can encourage them is going to be great. And, and the great thing about the home is there's you don't have the distractions. There's not necessarily a rush of, I got to get this done because there's only an amount of time before they have to go, before I have to go. It's you get to sit down and talk and really get to know people. But it, it, it's not easy, right? And so as you think about opening up your home, you're always going to fight those battles we all do of, hey, I got to clean up the house uh, before and got to clean up after, or you know we got to prepare a meal, or you even think how long will they stay because some people don't have that internal time clock of like, it's getting late. They've put every kid to bed and they've even put on their pajamas and they've mentioned bed like three times, but right. you know, <laughs> we all right. have, we all have those people too. But at the same time, we have to get beyond that. Or even, you know, my kids are up past their bedtime and, um, it's going to cause for a rough day tomorrow. That all that has to be put aside and focused on, uh, what's, what could come out of this conversation is, you know, we could have a deeper relationship with people. We can finally get somewhere that we haven't gotten in conversation because, um, they're willing to open up, they're willing to talk because we are, we, we got time and we're right. sitting down over a meal. Um, and it's just such a, a blessing to do that. But, uh, all of those uh, temptations not to do it are going to happen, but we have to remember our purpose and our goal is, you know, we want to be more Christ-like. And when Christ came here in Matthew 9, he, he was eating with tax collectors. He was 
you know, eating with sinners. And the Pharisees had a hard time with that. You know, they wanted to call him out. Why is Jesus doing that? And he reminded them, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And so Jesus's whole ministry was, I got to get beyond the people that I'm comfortable with. And I need to get out there to the quote unquote outsiders and draw them in. And I need to make sure those people that are uh, in need of encouragement, in need um, of whatever it is for them to continue to press on, like, how do I help them as well? And opening up the home is the best way to do it because you are free from all of most of the distractions. Sometimes you still have kids running around, but we can get beyond that. And speaking of that, it's a great example for our kids, for our kids to help with preparation, for our kids to know that they are to be hospitable to, you know, if they have other kids coming as well, it's just a great teaching tool for, for them. Right. And so often we sit there and we think, well, nobody's doing this for me. So I'm, I'm just going to complain about the fact that no one else is doing this for me. Don't wait for them. You know, you invite other people over. You open up your home. If nobody's inviting you, you invite somebody else and, you know, set the, set the model, set the example. Um, if your church has small groups and those small groups meet in homes, this is a great way to, to, to be hospitable, is to, to volunteer to host. Uh, even if you're not the leader of that small group, you can open up your home. You can host that small group and say, hey, we'd love for you guys to come have uh, have our small group here at, at our home. And maybe you can get on a rotation basis, whatever that looks like. But um, don't wait back and say, well, other people aren't doing it, so I'm not going to do it. No, you're you're commanded to do it. You're commanded to be hospitable. You should show this love to other people and uh, and not just the people that you're you're closest with, not just your friends, but people that are as the word in his root says, strangers, um, get to know people, get to know the people in your neighborhood, you know, make a, a map, grab a, a satellite map of your neighborhood and mark your house. Hopefully you can identify that and find that on the satellite map. Um, but mark where your house is and then mark the six houses around you and make a plan just over the next year to try and have each of those six families or six people over for dinner. You're in an apartment, Great. Uh, take note of, of who's above you or under you or to your left, to your right. Make those people your target and connect with them um, and, and invite them over and connect on, on that level and be hospitable to them. And so that, that kind of gets to the, the how to put all this in action, Kellen. So as we're kind of bringing this lane in the plane here, uh, we want guys not just to hear this podcast and go, yeah, that I should do that, but we want them to actually act on it. So step number one there is, is, um, pray and act right. Or pray and plan rather, uh, about it. Uh, be intentional. Like I was just saying, map it out, figure out who you're going to pursue with this uh, command to be hospitable and what that's going to look like. Pray. Uh, because again, this does not come naturally to us. It's something that grates against our, our fleshly desire to be autonomous and to be, uh, closed off and just to be around people that we already know and that we're comfortable with. So, so pray and plan. Um, and then uh, use, Kellen, the, the resource and gifts God has given you. Talk about that for a little bit. What, what does that have to do with our being hospitable? Yeah, it's thinking about, again, your home. Uh, and you just, you mentioned this is look at where you live. And before you have to, before you think, hey, I got to go out and meet five new people, just focus on the people that you already have in your life, right? The home, your neighbors and your coworkers and those people that are at church, Um how can you be hospitable to, hospitable to them? But thinking about from the gifts that you have, your home can be a gift. Uh, whatever your job is, you may be, you know, good, a good handyman or, um, you know, I have a guy at church, he's uh, a, 
a dog groomer and he he grooms a lot of people's dogs within the church and you know just whatever your gifts are uh, being able to use those to again to welcome people uh, to build those relationships and connect with them because God's given you a certain skill set and gifts to use uh, that might be useful to someone else so being willing to to do that um, but then ultimately just getting back to the point of um, not focusing on self, um, as, as you mentioned, PJ, because the tendency, of, uh, again, there is to say, well, my house is too small or my house is not in, in order um, and all these things to keep us from doing it. And that, again, just focuses on ourselves and gives us excuses for to not do it. So be thinking about those things on how we can be praying about it, how we can uh, start with those people that are around us. And again, think about the resources that God has given you. Like every everything that you have in life is a gift from God. And it wasn't just for you to have and you to keep for yourself. It's for how can I use this uh, for his glory? And that means being hospitable and sharing it with other people. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And uh, look, I've got a family of seven. And if you have a one bedroom apartment, <laughs> hey, invite us over. We'll come over. We'll, we'll have dinner. <laughs> and uh, your place will never be the same. Right. But you will think to yourself, man, this place is huge after we leave. It's possible. Yeah. And that's a blessing that you will have from our presence there with you. Anyways, man, we uh, we care about you guys. We love you guys. And we do want to see you uh, strive to be quality men of God. And certainly being hospitable men is a key element of being a quality man of God. And so we will be praying for you as we start even right now uh, that this week you will put that into practice.